All right, hello, Idiots on Parade, the Too Ugly for TV podcast. Hi, Jake. How's it going? It's going well here, Jake. You sound sick. You keep blowing your nose. You sound like uh, hell warmed over. Yeah, I'm just really congested right now, man. I think it's because we're we're watching um, a friend of ours' pets, so we now have three dogs and two cats in here. So I, I think that's <laughs> how long are you doing, doing that for? I I don't know, man. Um, we're apparently taking the dogs with us to Amy's parents' place, so that'll be interesting. Oh, nice. Um, so wait, you you you've you've had Samson, your dog, forever. Uh, and then you got another Chihuahua, and you moved in, and, and there was a cat there. Were you always allergic to animals, or is it something like when you double down on more animals, does it get bad? How, I, I never knew you no, to be I, allergic. No, I think it's just before. doubling down, and I think it's I think it's more seasonal for me this year anyway, because I I usually just kind of get them at at the beginning of spring, beginning of fall, and they're, and they're really mild. But um, yeah, this year they've been really bad. I, I've always kind of had an allergy to cats, but it's mild enough that I can live with them. And then it'll kind of go away as long as, you know, I don't wake up with them literally laying on my face. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I've, I've just been crazy congested the last couple of days, so that's, that's probably why I sound like shit. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, it is what it is. So uh, you might find this amusing just to kick things off. I'm uh, not going to name locations uh, because I'm not here to shit on anybody that helps me pay my mortgage and buy food. I'm working an interesting comedy club this week. I've worked it in the past. It's in the basement of a strip club. And I always believed that the strip club opened the comedy club as sort of like, uh, you remember the show Moonlighting as a tax write-off, where where uh, Sybil Shepherd was a rich person and needed businesses to lose money so she could save on taxes? That's yeah. that's what I always thought this comedy club was like, because the, the strip club makes so much money that, well, we got this basement, why don't we put a comedy club down there and then say, like, oh, my God, we only got 10 customers at the comedy club, we're losing so much money, giggle, giggle, giggle. Um, Did they open the strip club? Was it a comedy club first? No, it no, it was like, a strip club I think first. we could bark more people in if there was naked women. Maybe we'll get some <laughs> naked women to bark in people for the comedy show. I think that, but... Uh, so I found out a couple interesting things last night. Um, first of all, like when you're on stage in the comedy club and well, just because you're in the basement, you don't have to be on stage. You can hear it wherever. All you hear is the stripper dance music just beating through the ceiling, you know, coming through the floor of the strip club in and into the through the ceiling of the comedy club is just, you know, you know, whatever, whatever. You know, so they're basically bass. trying to give a comedy club that bar show feel. Yes. Where you're, you're, you're getting music blared from someplace else that has nothing to do with the show. <laughs> exactly. So That's last, awesome. Last night, uh, it was It's the first club to do that. It's the first club to decide, I want to make my club like a bar show. Yes. <laughs> so we, we, we wanted to have that comedy club uh, name and designation where you think it's just comedy, but then we want to add outside influence that says, no, no, we're a different business that just sort of does comedy. It's 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 a neat marriage. It's a nice mix. They're combining it. It has the loud, annoying music from other venues, but it also, uh, to keep it more like a comedy club, there's a two-drink minimum and soda's like $25. Yes, 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 yes. So this was kind of funny. Um, like, so if you're the comedian's, there's a side door, and you can just walk upstairs to the strip club, and you don't have to pay a cover. Um, and last night during the show, it was it's just fucking loud. I mean, at one point, I had to literally acknowledge it because it was just the the bass was coming through so loud, and uh, 
I mean, it just sounds like all hell is breaking loose upstairs. Like, it's the biggest party in the world, and you're missing well, out. Yeah, you can't. It would make it weird for the audience if you didn't acknowledge it at yeah. that point, you know? And so, um, what happened was, is uh, after the first show, I grabbed the uh, opening comic and said, do you want to go upstairs and check it out? I mean, it's free for us. And he said, yeah, sure. And we go up there, dead. One dancer on stage. There's, there's, it's, it's one of those um, sort of like U stages where there's a nice. ramp and then uh, along the back wall and then another ramp. So there can be three dancers on stage at the same time, two on the wings and one on the main stage. And they all have poles. And there's only one dancer out of three. And there are maybe ten guys in the entire place. So they're, they're blaring this music. Yes. So it's, one dancer on stage as she's like going up and trying to hustle private dances out of out of disabled Vietnam vets going, yeah, you want private dance from Natia? Come get private dance. And they're just sitting there. Well, here, here's the worst part. I did, I, I, as I was saying it, I realized I didn't describe it appropriately. When I said there were 10 guys there, what I meant were, was that there were nine guys up against the bar and only one guy sitting on the rail where the strip, you know, like they have a row of chairs that are around the stripper stage so that they can come down and bend and get and get dollar bills. Well, everybody was sitting at the bar away from the strip stage, the stripper stage, and only one guy. So she was basically dancing for one guy and she would get up and twirl on the pole and then she'd get down in this guy's face and he'd give her a dollar and then she'd get up and strut up and down the, the walkway and then go. So there's only one guy she could cater to for a dollar each time. And it was, and that one guy was the owner of the club. Everybody else was going. He really, he shouldn't have spent his inheritance on this man. I, this is not a good business venture. This is not working out for this man. And I, well, I, I felt bad for her, and I did ask a waitress. I said, "Hey, what's going on? Is it usually like this, or is it early, and/or is it because Christmas weekend?" And she said, "It's in part Christmas weekend, but this place doesn't get busy until midnight. Then it's packed." I'm like, "Oh, okay. So I guess 10 yeah, p.m. is too too early." Um, so I thought that was, but the, the whole point was when we were downstairs listening to this fucking, this bass and the, I, I mean, it sounded like a party upstairs and then you get down there and yeah. it's like, yeah, no, there's nobody here. So I thought that was amusing. And here, See, I, what I would do at that point, like, fine, if it's, if it's not going to get busy until midnight, we bump the music at midnight. And until then we either turn the music down lower cause there's people downstairs. I mean, I guess that would be the, be the right thing to do or right. I, I would actually even go the other extreme where since there's not going to be that many people in there, I mean, we're still going to have the the lone Chechnyan stripper up there doing her thing, but we're going to play like the Today Show and, and, <laughs> and you, you know, just, just late night talk shows like Seth, Seth Meyers is going to be on. And so, you know, you can come in there, watch your shows. There's going to be football going. And you can, you can just kind of do what you would do at the earlier – venues at the street and there's going to be a naked woman in there well that's funny that you say that because i said there were two things that i discovered uh the first reveal was that you know the, there's nobody upstairs i thought that was like okay it was not what i expected given the, the amount of noise but here and I, i've wanted to make this into a joke but outside on the sign i thought it was funny and i think there was a sign inside also free wi-fi so oh, there we go. Yeah, if if you're bored by the stripper on stage, you know, don't burn up your data on your phone. Just you know, log into our free Wi-Fi and browse Facebook and Twitter. I'm sure they want you to check in. Hey, I'm at the strip club, but at the same time, I just thought it was odd that 
you have a naked woman right in front of you. Or the stripper sucks, dude. I'm going to get a boner from the internet. Exactly. Like, <laughs> log on to your phone if you don't like boobies. Yeah, that's that's crazy, man. I thought that was just amusing. Free Wi-Fi at the strip club. So I, I, I think I told this story on the podcast a long time ago, but there was one time where... I was waiting in line for a bathroom by Macy's, and it was like an outdoor bathroom, so it was kind of open to the public. Um, and I, I, I just start chatting with the guy in line with me, and he's he's kind of there with this with this lady, and so eventually the lady says to him, "Hey, give him some of the tickets," and he he just asked me, "Hey, have you heard of this lady?" Like, it's, it's a lady's name, you know? And um, I think he's talking about musicians, you know? He's like, have you heard of her? Have you heard of her? Have you he heard of her? I think he's talking about maybe pop artists. I, I'm really not up on new music at all. And so I'm like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, I, uh, sure. And he's <laughs> you're, like... You're playing along for no reason? Did you not want to feel dumb or something? Like, yeah, yeah, I know who that uh, that uh, Taylor yeah, Swift is. Yeah, the guy is. was being really friendly with me. And, y y you know, I... I thought the way he was dressed, I thought these were like hip hop artists or pop artists or something like that. But why and didn't you? She, I'm just confused as to why you didn't want to say uh, like, oh, no, I'm not familiar. Well, because it was clear he was going to give me tickets. Oh, OK. Like free tickets to something. And you and so I'm like, I, I'll find out. I actually pop music now compared to the, the 90s when I was in high school and shit. So much better. Just just your average pop songs are so much better now than back then. I know we like to romanticize about the nineties going, Oh, that that's when Nirvana and, and Soundgarden were big. Yeah, but that's also when Papa Roach and fucking Limp Biscuit were big too. So <laughs> there was yeah, it was it was bad back then. But well, I got a theory the on part, that. Don't don't let me forget my theory on music, uh, but continue your story on free tickets. But yeah, so I'm like, it's you know, I, I I'm gonna get free tickets, and the guy's you know, being really friendly or whatever, and so then he, he's like, yeah, I, well they're they're gonna be at this club, you know, he, he's telling me they're gonna be at this club. I I think he's talking about a nightclub. I think we're talking about music. Just the way he was talking about them, just the, the casual sort of, hey, have you heard of her? Oh, they're gonna be at this club. I think he's talking about music. So then he pulls out these tickets, these two tickets to get into a strip club. These are porn stars and shit, you know? <laughs> and so he's like, yeah, if you go in there, uh, normally it's $20 to get in. These tickets will get you in for free. And there's also free lunch Monday through Friday from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. <laughs> like, I saw what? that. <laughs> free lunch. <laughs> Fuck yes. I saw that in the bathroom. Uh, I went to take a piss, and uh, they had a thing up like, this strip club opens at 7 a.m. on Friday with a free breakfast buffet. So... There you go. I've who's in there at seven a.m. on a Friday looking at boobs, but someone has to be, I guess, because that was the advertising. Seven a.m. Oh, this breakfast was by buffet. my work. I went there, man. I went there for free food. Um, so I yeah, we go in there and there yeah, it's just one stripper in the corner dancing on stage, and then another one would come up to me and my friend to try to get get us to do a private dance, but it was very clear to her. That we were, we were one of the crowd that's just there for a sandwich. You know what I'm saying? Like you're either in there for naked women or you're in there for a sandwich. It's it's never it's never both. It's never I want to eat a sandwich while getting a hundred dollar <laughs> private dance. No, you you're in there for very much one or the other. 
And it was very clear that we were sandwich people, but there was this one Russian lady who kept coming over to us and like like pressing her tits right up against us, even though she had fresh she had fresh breast implant marks. So I know I know it was sore, but that's the thing is Russia makes the toughest strippers and hockey players. They'll play hurt, you know? And so she's like rubbing her tits on our shoulders, going, Come on, baby. Let's go do a private dance. I, I I give you best private dance you've ever seen. This is as I'm eating a pulled pork sandwich. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm 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 bent over a plate of pulled pork, and she's like rubbing up against me, trying to get get me to do a private dance. And I'm like, it's it's just it's not gonna happen. I I I respect your um, business acumen. Yes, yes, your drive. You know your 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 motivation. You've got some go get you in you. You you you're a go getter. Yeah, yeah. That, that being said, I'm very much in here for a sandwich. Uh, it, it wasn't free. It was free to get in. The food was free. And as a comic, I should have seen this coming, but there was a two-drink minimum, and soda was like $10. So, so there was your free lunch. Your free lunch was yeah. $20. They, yeah. It, it's it's only karma because as as a comic, we've, we've definitely been a part of people getting duped with that same free show uh, line. Yeah, that's funny. I uh I don't have a story like that. I just I know that at one point in the 90s I did sort of the same thing. I remember going to a strip club for lunch and it was the worst thing I've ever eaten. I don't remember anything about it. I just remember like, yeah, we're going to a strip club. I'm like, "Why?" Well, lunch. I'm like, "Why?" And and it it, it was exactly as you described. There was one lonely dancer, like the the C-list dancer that, you know, doesn't get the the Saturday night uh, slot and I just I just felt bad being there like oh this is this isn't good this isn't good for my tummy this isn't good for that <laughs> that woman's self esteem this is just I used to make two grand a week around. here before I crapped out three kids now I'm working the buffet <laughs> shit <laughs> yeah well uh, we did uh, last night uh, the comic and I got as we were leaving we we spent like less than ten minutes up there because it's like well this is sad let's just go. Um, but the door guy, who we told when we we walk upstairs and we go, hey, we're the comics. He's like, oh yeah, go on in. Comics going free. And uh, as we were leaving, ten minutes later, so and there was no one in there, so he, there's no way he would not have remembered us unless he has severe like memento short term memory loss. As we're walking out, he gave us the the cards for like, hey, come back and see us again sometime. And it was like January 18, 19, 20 is this penthouse pet. And, you know, February, this girl is coming. It's like, we're, we're the comics. We're, we're not going to be here in January. You don't need to give us these. We're not coming back. But he seemed I, I don't know how many comics you've had in here, but we don't tend to tip the best. We don't tend to <laughs> spring for a lot of private dances. Um, we, we try to pay... In coupons and Monopoly money, and I'll trade you a private dance for a joke. If I make you yeah. laugh, can I get a dance? We, yeah, we try to get private dances with with comedy CDs and shit. We try to we try to stick those in the G, G strings. Never goes over well. I uh, said I had a thought when you were talking music and romanticizing the past, and uh, we do that. We do romanticize. There's nostalgia, but it is complete horseshit, like you said. Um, I think it is Sunday mornings. I'm not positive, but one day I was just flipping through radio stations out of complete boredom, and I came across, and I listened to it several times over the course of like a month or two, uh, a station that for some reason was playing 
reruns of old Casey Kasem top 40 shows. I, I have no idea why. I guess it's like watching a rerun of Cheers or Seinfeld. But on Sunday morning, this radio station played Casey Kasem. And he was doing, you know, the Casey Kasem Top 40 Countdown. And I don't remember any of the weeks or years, but it was like, you know, hey, this week in 1982 or this week in 1984. And I will tell you this. Music is always one or two songs that you remember and everything else is complete shit. When they got to the top 10, I didn't recognize nine of the top 10 songs and they sucked. You get to like number two or one. That big, huge hit you remember, you're like, oh, yeah, this was the song of the year. But the oh, yeah. other songs were fucking garbage. And you're like, how is this a top 10 hit? But then you listen to it repeatedly and you discover, like, yeah, most of the music sucks. We just we just fantasize over the one song we remember that was huge that year. But it doesn't mean, like, oh, the 80s were the best time in music or the 90s. Or, oh, remember the 70s? No, music always sucks. I think I read something somewhere that said uh, in the 60s, the Monkees sold more albums than the Beatles and the Rolling Stones combined. I mean, yeah, they've certainly caught up to the Monkees sales-wise since then because people keep buying their stuff. But in the 60s, at the time when the Beatles were around, the Monkees sold more albums than them and the Rolling Stones combined. There you go. Yeah, like in the 90s, I'm, I'm sure, I remember when uh, Britney Spears and NSYNC were selling one million copies in one week out of the gate. I remember when they would talk about who's going to break the next record, who's going right. to get 1.5 million, and now you look at the charts today, uh, someone um, that sells like 100,000 copies or 60,000 is number one because nobody buys music anymore. Nobody buys CDs anymore. They get it off Spotify or Pandora or other right. shit like and that. And even then, it's like, the, I, I'm saying, though, the No, no, I know. You're bands, talking about longevity. You're talking about how an artist will peak, like, oh, my God, this is the hit thing right now. But over time, yeah, you know, they just sort of fade. Yeah, I hear that. And every decade has awesome music. But then you have to dig through. That's not most of what's being played at the time. I mean, for every... In the 90s, for example, uh, for every Oasis song or Radiohead song that got played, there was about six or seven songs that started with that, like songs like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. There, there was, it was just filled with shitty, shitty music. But I, I will say that right now, your average pop song that you just hear wherever is a lot better than the average pop song you were hearing in the 90s. I wouldn't disagree with that. Um, I read an article, and I, I, I should look it up. Uh, I, it's not important, but uh, there, there was an article that said uh, this year, and I think it was 97, I'm not sure, was the absolutely the worst year for music of all time. Let me see if I can find it quick. And, and they, they broke it down. Um, it was the year Fred Durst donned that stupid red hat. It was, it was. Um you that ninety seven was the year that put more barbed wire tattoos on men's biceps than any other year. There it was. Uh, I found it. Did nineteen ninety seven contain the two worst weeks in music history? Is one of the articles, and the other one. Shit, I can't find. Basically, they did a rundown of. Woodst Please tell me that's the year that Jinko Jeans sales peaked as well. <laughs> I don't know, but I think nine. Let me. Uh, I'm, what I'm looking for is a specific article where they did Woodstock 
25 years later or 1997. Yes, yes. And every band that. was like Buck Cherry, Limp Biscuit, Corn, and and, and it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. And they play the hit song that that band had that they played at Woodstock. They show the live performance, and they're all just fucking awful. And you're it thinking, how did these guys play? You know, this big, huge, and it, was, it wasn't like Woodstock, Woodstock. It was Woodstock reunited or revived. Or I, there, there were three Woodstocks. There was Woodstock, then there was like Woodstock in the early 90s, and I remember Peter Gabriel headlined that. And then they tried it one more time when, you know, there was rioting and mud fights and sexual assault, and they were charging $10 for a bottle of water, and everybody yeah. was pissed. And, and because of that, the guys that uh, do Coachella now took a look at it and said, you know, I bet we could do a music festival and do it a billion times better. So they like basically to what happened at Woodstock round three and said, we'll do everything the exact opposite of that. That's cool. Or how about, how about this? If they want to redo Woodstock instead of, Oh, we're going to, we're going to do Woodstock, but we're going to make whatever band is big. Now there's still a lot of people that played at Woodstock that are alive. Just have them play again and bring out, you know, just older people that are into that music. That's because that's who's going to be responding to the name Woodstock anyway. Right. You know? Right. They don't give a shit about that. Like younger, yeah, younger people kind of like the idea because that that concert was is so iconic that yeah, you, you hear about. I, I remember being in high school and watching that full like five hour thing that they did on Woodstock and it's it's amazing um but uh, yeah that it's not it's not going to be uh, of course it's never going to be the same as it was back then but no at least can, have you, some, you could at least make it cool you could make it like a fun thing where oh you know we're, we're gonna have Bob Dylan do some songs we're gonna have Neil Young do some songs shit like that you I mean, you could totally do that and it, it would be awesome uh, I did find the article. It was 99. So there was an early one with Peter Gabriel, and it's called Woodstock 99. Is still alive, I think? You yeah. Know? I mean, the, the, most of those guys, I think, are still alive, at least at least parts of those bands. I'm not saying that, you know, most of those bands haven't had, like, a drummer or a guitarist or somebody, but, but you could You, you could, could cobble work, something together. Man. Right yeah. now they're all playing the, uh, the county fair circuit. Why not give them one last bang for their butt? You know, like, yeah. all right, we know you're playing. But here, here's some of the They would do it lineup. on the cheap. Marilyn, Marilyn Manson. Hand, they would do it for prescription drugs and strip food. Their stripper club buffet food. I'm, I'm telling you, most of these guys. <laughs> oh God damn it! I hate it when this shit happens. I was just about to start reading, and then some fucking video started, and I can't find out how to x off it. Um, Marilyn Manson, Kid Rock, Insane Clown Posse, and then <laughs> the article says this, especially Limp Biscuit. Yeah, so it was it was especially a, Limp Biscuit. A horrible, horrible fucking year for music. But uh, you know who's kind of become our Woodstock in a way is is the insane clown posse they have that thing every year man yeah yeah and they've they've survived the test of time they have their yeah. their fans you know if you love them you love them and they have not gone anywhere i i don't know if you saw this but they had a march on washington not that long ago yeah it was at the same time as uh, donald trump uh, uh protesters were talking about you know we love trump yeah did you did you uh did you follow that at all? Did you read what they were there for? It's actually kind of interesting. No, I didn't. Uh, we talked about it for a second. You know what? I think we talked about it in passing, saying this is going to happen at the same time. We need to talk about it when it does happen. But then I don't think we did. Right. But here's the thing is I just assumed, oh, they're there 
because it's just a music thing. They're there to, I don't know, listen to the insane clown posse and, and do whippets. No, I, you know, I, they were protesting. Weren't they designated as a gang yes. and they were protesting that? Yes, that's that that's really crazy. I and I remember hearing about that at the time, but but then not really you, you know, it just kind of went away, but yeah, they've um they've they've been designated as a gang, so anybody who gets like a low-level level drug offense but has one of their goofy tattoos or whatever, uh gets a gets a harsher sentence as if it was like a like a blood or a crypt or an S- MS13 or is something like that, you know? That's fucked up. And what's even more fucked up is, I, I hate to say this, but I kind of agree with it. Not because I think they're a gang, but I think if you like are that dumb that you're going to get an insane clown posse tattoo, then you kind of deserve what's coming to you. And I know I'm horrible for saying that, but it makes me laugh to think that. <laughs> How dare you? Some of the best sex I've ever had was with women with a bunch of those tattoos all over them. <laughs> uh, it back. Those women were angels. I didn't look closely at all the tattoos on the girl on stage last night, but there might have been a Juggalo tattoo on her. And that's that's the other thing with with going all the way back to strip clubs. I don't. I'm. I guess I'm sort of a Puritan, you know, like uh, coming over on the Mayflower. But I I I don't mind a small tattoo now and again. Uh, I'm not a huge fan. I I guess I don't have a huge opinion. But when the dancers are covered with like sleeves and look like that Kat Von whatever lady that. Dates, oh, I uh, love that, dude. I, I'm, I'm into it. That doesn't that doesn't strike me. That doesn't that doesn't get my wee wee tingle. I like I don't tattoos know. on women, man. That can look good. I mean, well, if it's now if it's cheap, shitty, methed out uh, trailer tattoos, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah, if, yeah. if it looks like half of them were done in prison, but then <laughs> yeah, I mean they they gotta be they they have to be pretty looking tattoos, but. Yeah, I, I like tattoos on women. I say, yeah, sleeve them up. I don't even want to know what ethnicity she is. I, I just want, a, like, just a tattooed stripper from head to toe. I have I have no idea what she looks like under there. Tons of tattoos. I'm into it. That's kind of like uh, you could be Amish then and just have sex through a sheet, if that's what you're looking for. You won't even have to see her. Uh, it's sort of a burqa thing going on. Just only As tattoos. a guy who's had sex through a sheet and had sex with women with lots of tattoos, I'm still going with the tattoos, man. <laughs> I uh, I had a thought, then I lost it. Fuck. All right. Um, we've been yammering on for a while. Uh, do you want to hit a couple of current topics to us? Uh, by the way, we're, we, we are recording, listeners, on December 23rd. This is going to get posted on Christmas, new podcast Monday. So Merry Christmas if you're listening. Um uh, we, we, we had uh, my buddy John on last week, which means we didn't talk about Roy Moore. Uh, oh, we re- we recorded on that Tuesday as the election was taking place. Oh, that's true. And yeah, I, we recorded the way Doug Jones won, which I, I don't know if you if you kind of read up the way he did that. It's actually really smart, um, the, the, the way he took him down. See, uh, he, he ran like a grassroots campaign where he reached out to every demographic. He had a big online presence. Also, he didn't have sex with any kids, man. That was his secret weapon. That was his uh, genius political maneuvering. Yeah, except for the fact that, you know, that uh, having sex with kids didn't really hurt um, Roy Moore among his supporters. All it did was hurt the, the fringe voters, the, the average everyday voters that, you know, probably would have supported him in the first place, but decided, ah, I'm going to sit this one out. So. Well, it was a tough choice if if you if if you're in Alabama because on one hand 
You got a guy that fucks kids. On the other hand, you got a guy who's not wearing a cowboy hat. You know what I'm saying? That's a real <laughs> that's a real Sophie's choice. I think that's the right kind of reference, right? Sophie's it is. That is, that is the perfect reference. You have this, yes. uh, okay, the good. Of this which is one's a Sophie's choice. Pedophile guy without a cowboy hat. That's a tough one, man. But see, that, that was the thing. That's why the debates were so much fun to watch. Because, oh, I didn't watch the debates. I did not watch Well. Uh, did you? You, I... should, you should look him up because basically Doug Jones was smart. He realized that Alabama is a very conservative state. Outside of the kid fucking, people loved Roy Moore on every issue. Yeah, you know? yeah. The, the only issue he wins is have you had sex with kids or not? You know what I mean? And he knew that. So every question, Roy Moore would come at him with like... Um, I hate women, I hate gays, and they yeah, were just yeah, like, Roy, yay! He would, he would come at him with like, a, this man was against the tax bill that we just passed that's going to bring jobs to Alabama. And he'd be like, well, I, did, I didn't read it over the... Because I was busy having sex with women my own age. You know, and he'd be like, this man doesn't <laughs> like... He don't like Obamacare. What's that, Roy? I didn't hear you over the sound of me. Still not fucking kids, but I'm sorry. I... I I, I I couldn't hear you. It is a good talking point. That that is you got to stay to your strengths. You got to play to your strengths. You got to stick to your guns when it comes yes, to your. Yes, that's what he did. This man's in favor of Planned Parenthood murdering babies. Yeah, this guy does love kids more than me. Uh, I, I give him that. More <laughs> loves kids more. That should be on your bumper stickers. This on my bumper stickers. The other thing that happened was uh, they passed and Trump signed the uh, tax bill to fuck the middle class, and everyone is up in arms about it. I'm not, and here's why. Um, the tax cuts that fuck the middle class, uh, that help the middle class and poor right now, that everybody say that everybody says is going to fuck them later, uh, and the the corporate ta- everything changes. This is not like starting tomorrow. Everybody wins and loses and all that. If you look at the legislation, it's like, oh, starting in 2025 or starting in 2020, like every bit of legislation is always pushed out a couple of years, which means it can always be changed. Like literally in 2018, if people get off their ass and vote and Democrats somehow pull their thumb out of their ass enough to get a majority, get a 60 vote majority, they can write whatever legislation they want. Trump will veto it, but, you know, you you. Shit changes, basically. Shit changes. That's how it happens. One side votes this in, and then the the House and Senate and and presidency changes, and then the other party writes some legislation and puts it all back. It's it's well, like yeah, that, that's why if 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 you're a Republican, you have to be happy about the fact that Roy Moore lost because I know that's one vote for you in the Senate. But having that guy in and having your party officially be the party that didn't give a fuck that this guy was like finger banging 14-year-olds at the mall or whatever, um, that, that would have cost you in 2018. It, it would have cost you a lot of seats. And, I, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that a lot of those aren't going to go Democrat just because people aren't really happy with, with Trump right now across the board. But... Having having Roy Moore in there, that would have been a whole nother level of the people just turning away from your depart, party in disgust, you know? I agree, and I think it is still, hopefully, fingers crossed, going to hurt Republicans, considering that Trump endorsed him and the official RNC, Republican National Committee, gave money and advice to him. Like, in the, in the week or maybe two weeks before the the election, the RNC went all in. The Republican Party said, we are backing Roy Moore, and that's documented. And in 2018, 
I hope Democrats roll that out. Like, oh, by the way, they he did. lost. But remember yeah. when they backed him? Remember when the Republican Party officially endorsed Roy Moore and said, yeah, he's our guy? There were separate Republicans like Jeff Flake and others who said, yeah, I'm not. I, this is bullshit. I, I can't support this. But the Republican Party as a whole said he's our guy. And hopefully That's Democrats true. I mean, will I think remember they'll that. be able to do that to, to a certain extent. But that is that election is going to happen almost a year from now. And it's it's going to be one of those things to where it's going to kind of be buried in whatever crazy Trump tweets happen between now and then, whatever scandals come up. But this guy's not in. If he was still in, I think yeah, it would be a hell yeah, of a lot worse for Because it it's, it's not current anymore. This is like a past thing at that, at that point, you know. This is true. But uh, I, I think it's odd that Roy Moore even still wanted to be in. Because there was already senators talking about how... You know, on 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 the Republican side too, that they they were basically just not gonna have him on any committees, and he would just be there to vote, and and he wouldn't. Basically, what I'm saying is, when I'm at work, I don't like taking a dump because I don't want somebody to go in there right after me and be like, you know, I mean, I'll, I'll do it if I really have to go, sure, but I. I you know, I, I, I just that awkwardness of somebody going in and like, oh, it smells bad in here. Like, like I, I would, I would be ashamed of one person knowing that I was kind of gassy that day or whatever. That that would make me feel awkward at work. If everybody knew that I fucked kids, I wouldn't want to work at that job. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would just be a weird work day. Just, I, I just mean for the small talk aspect. Oh, hey, Jim, how's it going? How was your weekend? Uh, how are the how are the grandkids? Oh, no, I, I didn't want to fuck them or nothing. No, 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 I'm just being polite. I, just being nice. Hey, what do you want to do for lunch, man? You guys want to get Chinese? No, no, not because the Chinese place is by the mall. I just I just want wontons. I just want wontons. That's all. I like that. That makes me giggle. All right, well, um, it's everybody's Christmas, and uh, we've been yapping on for 30 minutes, and... Uh, I know Jake and I both hope you enjoy our nonsense. So as I said earlier, uh, Merry Christmas to you. Uh, we'll wish you a Happy New Year on the next podcast. You probably thought, listener, that we were going to take Christmas off, but we don't. We're here for you. 52 weeks a year, Jake and I will talk. Oh, and also, since it, is, since it is Christmas, um, yes. since it's the holidays, there's a lot of turmoil in the Holy Land right now. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah, over, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Uh, over the embassy thing. And I think I have a solution if, if you elect me in 2020, I, I'm going to make this happen. They're, they're mad that he moved the embassy to Israel. They're saying, well, it, it Jerusalem. Shows, or, yeah, he, he said I Jerusalem. Say that, is, say Israel. Said yes, Israel. That's, yeah, that's in Israel. Yeah, you, you know what I'm saying. They, yeah, they moved official capital. from Tel Aviv to, uh, to Israel, um, which I, I don't think should have shocked a lot of people seeing as we already give them surface-to-air missiles. Kind of seems like a bigger deal than that, but whatever. Either way, um, kind of it came out of nowhere. Get why people are upset. That being said, as far as Jerusalem, I feel like the Palestinians and the Israelis have both had Jerusalem for a while, and they can't behave themselves. There's a lot of there's a lot of shenanigans on both sides. I think the solution should be we give it to the Hindus. You know what I'm saying? We just look. It's kind of like when me and my younger brother would be, fight over Ninja Turtle toys. My mom would get pissed off and give it to my youngest brother, who didn't even know what the fuck they were. We give it to the Hindus. We let Hindus run Israel. You know? I think it would be fun. Just let them do it for like 10, 20 years until until they can behave themselves. <laughs>
I don't disagree with that, but my solution has always been tell every single person to get the fuck out of the city and then nuke it. I'm not saying kill everyone. I say give everybody, say, hey, evacuate the city. You've got a month and then just blow it up because the reason they all fight is because they all love some fucking stupid you know, brick that Jesus once wiped his ass with or, you know, uh, Mohammed uh, prayed in front of or it's it's all these useless religious so-called holy sites that both sides lay claim to. Fuck them all. Blow them all up. Then you guys can find something else to fight over other than mm. sand. It would be a cool fireworks show. However, um, I still think the Hindus would be better because for one thing, they don't really discount anyone's gods. They got a bunch of fucking gods, man. They got thousands of them. All they're going to do is they're just going to make the place look nicer. As as a religion, as a whole, they have the best decorations. Hindus if, if, have the if, best decorations. Okay, they're going to just add a few more arms to Jesus. They're going to just make the place look nice. If, if I'm going to push back here. If you really want the place to look nice, gaze. Let's put the gays in, put them in charge. Whenever gays move into a neighborhood, property values increase. Everybody loves it when when it, a neighborhood goes from, you know, poor, uh, downtrodden, gang-tagged to to gay. Gays okay. raise property values. Let's make let's put gays in charge of Jerusalem. Or what we could do that's that's close to that. Brooklyn used to be a real shithole. Now it's nice. We gentrified Jerusalem. We send the hipsters in, you know? They no, might, they that, might that turn was a part of it. Yeah, gays and, and synagogues. Hipsters, sure. Yeah, yeah, and hipsters. They'll turn a few. You, you'll go into a place that looks like a mosque or a synagogue, but then you go to the back and you, you, you know, you knock on the little thing, and there's a bar underneath. That would be amazing. I think so. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. If you do listen, tell your friends to listen. Share the podcast. Tweet it out. Say, hey, I listen to this. It's fun. Uh, these guys are dumb and they make me laugh. Um, say nice things about us where you leave reviews, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Amazon, wherever. We appreciate it. it uh, this is free. We don't, we don't have sponsors or advertising. You never hear us saying like, hey, kids, by the way, you should drink Coca-Cola because they pay us money to tell you to drink Coca-Cola. No, it's just us two idiots yapping on. It's we true. do it off our own dime. We pay for the uh, web uh, the bandwidth every year. So, and uh, why do we do that? Because we have principles. Yes. We yes. have principles, and we, that's why we don't take the ad money. So remember that. Until the first sponsor unless, offers unless to give us money. Yes. If you're listening to that and you want to advertise here. Yes. Uh, we, we have principles until the first person comes along and says they will pay us. Then we will lose all our principles. Yes. But but either way. If you're listening to this and you want to pay us, God damn it, get off your ass and give us a call. And pay us. All right. Merry Christmas. Thanks for listening. Bye, kids. Later. <laughs>